Hey, Graphic Audio fans. This is Dwayne Beeman here with this week's Pick of the Week. My pick this week is a Marjorie Tremaine mystery number one. See also murder. It's 1964. On the plains of North Dakota, we meet Marjorie Tremaine. Marjorie is a housewife to a farmer named Hank. Times are tough on the farm. So not only Marjorie has to help on the farm, she takes on the job as an indexer for a publishing house in New York City. Things take a turn for the worse when Hank is involved in a hunting accident and is left paralyzed and blind. With Hank unable to farm, Marjorie enlists her neighbor's sons to help keep up with the farm. Well, one night, those neighbors turned up murdered in their sleep. One of the murder victims is discovered to have an amulet clutched in their hands. That leads to Sheriff Jenkins to ask Marjorie to research about the amulet, using her skills as an indexer. Marjorie takes on the assignment. However, as she begins to dig, more and more people end up murdered. And soon enough, Marjorie realizes that her life is in danger. Can Marjorie find out the mystery of the amulet and murders in her town, while keeping herself alive at the same time? You're going to have to get the book to find out. So begins in Graphic Audio, a new mystery series from acclaimed Western author Larry D. Sweezy that chronicles the adventures of the most unlikely sleuths of all, Marjorie Tremaine. Great writing by Sweezy as he sets up the relationship in town with Marjorie and the townspeople. Sweezy also paints a vivid description of how the Plains was really like back in the early 60s. This title and series was put in the hands of director Nanette Savard, who along with sound designer Casey Green, creates something special with this production. Nan, who also plays Marjorie Tremaine, is assisted by great performances from Chris Ginnabaugh, James Konachek, and Tracy Oliveira, among others. Yes, I know, it's a mystery title. However, we here at Graphic Audio can turn any genre into gold, and this production is no exception. But don't take my word for it. Go out and grab See Also Murder and find out for yourself. Let's listen to a clip of Graphic Audio's production of a Marjorie Tremaine mystery number one. See also murder. I released my foot slowly from the brake, eased the truck forward toward home, and glanced casually into the rearview mirror, hoping to catch sight of the coyote, safe, alive, bouncing off after some kind of trouble or another. I expected to see nothing in darkness, but I was surprised by a distant pair of headlights growing brighter by the second. I didn't react for half a second. People came and went all the time. Maybe it was somebody on their way home from Hilo's. And then the next thought exploded into the front of my mind and stayed there. Maybe it's somebody coming for you, Marjorie. I shoved my sensible-heeled Montgomery Ward shoe down on the accelerator as hard as I could. The tires spun and the bed fishtailed again, this time with intent, with as much control as I could muscle into the steering wheel. I glanced up to the rearview mirror again, and the headlights had gained a lot more ground. They were half as far away as they'd been when I'd first spotted them. Ugh! I smacked the steering wheel with the palm of my hand and maintained as much force on the accelerator as I could. The rear tires finally caught and rocketed me down the gravel road. I headed straight for home, my safe place. I didn't know for sure that it was somebody after me. I had thought the same thing coming home from Raymond's, panicked then, and it had turned out to be a false assumption. A green Chevy in a hurry to go somewhere that had blown by me like I was standing still. A lot had happened since then, and I wasn't taking any chances. People drove fast on these roads all the time. Speed limits were more a courtesy than a law. I'd never met a person in my life who'd got a speeding ticket this far out from Dickinson. 
It only took me a couple of seconds to get my bearings. My turn off was three roads up, just past a dead oak that had been struck by lightning years ago. The tree's decay had taken years, encouraged more by the weather than insects. I looked behind me again, and the headlights approached at greater speed, catching up with me. Even though I had pushed the pickup truck up over 70 miles an hour, its limit. Hot white light suddenly filled the cab of the truck. Four bright headlights aimed at the back of my head. I could hardly look in the rearview mirror because it was like looking into the sun. I expected the car to go around me, but it didn't. It stayed on my rear bumper and flooded the interior with light, making it nearly impossible to see what was ahead of me. I was two turns away from my road, but I was starting to rethink my course. Did I want to lead them to my house? And then... Ah! The steering wheel jumped out of my hand, and the truck whirled into a spin. I turned the steering wheel in the same direction as the spin. Luckily, there was nothing but open fields on both sides of the road. Then I lifted my foot off the accelerator and downshifted the truck into low gear, all the while trying to keep an eye on the attacking vehicle behind me. I careened off the road and into the field. The truck jumped up and down, and the intensity of the bright headlights grew dimmer, more distant. A quick glance told me that the car had slowed and remained on the road. I finally came to a quick stop about 25 yards from the road. No! I immediately tried to start it, but the engine ground over and over again, refusing to turn over. I had never been so afraid in my life. I was a sitting duck. My own headlights cut across a barren field. There was no place to run. I looked over my shoulder, out the back window, and saw the car just sitting there, still running, lights on. Oh, think, Marjorie, think! And then I looked over at the rifle. Aim for the head. I had a better idea. I'd aim for the eyes, just above the headlight. One of them, just to let them know I was armed, that I could hit a target. I wasn't just going to sit there and wait to die. I had to get back to Hank. I grabbed the rifle and made my way out of the truck, hunkering down alongside the bed to keep myself covered. There I was, in a dress and heels, with a rifle, and about to shoot at a car in the darkness of night. Annie Oakley I wasn't, but at that moment I sure could have used some of her confidence. My eyes had adjusted to the starry light from the sky. I could see the silhouette of the vehicle, and there was no mistake that it was a car, but I was too far away to see the color, the make. I didn't have that kind of knowledge. The only way I could tell a Ford from a Chevrolet was by what was written on the front of the car. There was no time to hesitate, to wait. For all I knew, the driver had gotten out of the car and was heading my way. A sharp knife in his hand to slit my throat with. I raised the rifle, steadied it on the truck, sighted my target. I'd hit just behind the headlight, but didn't shatter it. <sighs> You're messing with the wrong woman. If you enjoyed the clip of a Marjorie Tremaine mystery number one, see also murder, you can purchase the title right here on our website, www.graphicaudio.net. The book can be purchased in all available download formats, MP3, M4B, and FLAC. You can also get it in an audio CD format. Plus, you can listen to your downloads anytime, anywhere with our free Graphic Audio Access app, available for Apple and Android devices. Be back soon as I'll have another pick of the week for you. Until then, peace.